Welcome to this message for Sunday the 10th of December 2023. We begin this teaching with reading from the Bible. Let's go to Acts 14 from verse 8 to 10. Acts 14 from 8 to 10. And in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Let's turn to Romans 10, well-known passage 16 and 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 16 and 17. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We pray that this word would bring life to all those who hear it, wherever they may be. We pray, Lord, that your spirit will anoint these words, so that they will touch us deep down in our hearts, and that they will change us. They will create the change in us that only you, the Holy Spirit, can. That we might be better equipped to serve you on this earth in the time allotted to us here. We ask this in the wonderful name of Yeshua, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Praise God. The title of this message is Faith Grows. Faith Grows. There are three principles that we Christians must know if we hope to grow in this Christian walk on this earth. There are, of course, many other things that we need to know. But these three fundamental principles are critically, critically important. The first one, and this is something we've been saying for a long time, is that to translate that which is in the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, onto this earth, we believers must A, have faith, and we need to release it. In the Lord's Prayer, we were instructed to pray, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's God's will for heaven to break out on the earth. And the system God has placed in this dimension, in this world system, for that to happen is faith, real faith. You and I have got to demonstrate faith. We see in this passage this man who was crippled from birth. What a terrible way to live. Forty years of his life, crippled from birth. And on this occasion, divinely orchestrated, he hears Paul the Apostle speaking. And by some great miracle, faith grows in his heart. Sufficient faith that Paul can discern it. And enabling Paul to release the power of God to heal the man. It was only when he had that faith that the miracle of God could take place. 
And it's sad that he had to wait 40 years before it happened. But that's a very important principle. We have to understand that. The devil's strategy, of course, is to keep that information from Christians. To keep Christians hoping and praying that God will do something. Not realizing God has already done everything that is necessary for us to live healthily and happily on this earth. We've got to understand the system. Faith is what translates that which is in the spiritual realm, that which is good, that which is of God in the spiritual realm, into the earth. The devil's counterfeit of faith, by the way, is fear. And fear, in the same way, translates what's in the spirit realm, the bad things out there, into you and my life. It's interesting to note that the devil can do nothing to you and I unless he first makes us afraid. That fear is the key for him to operate. So we have a job to fight against that fear at all times. The Bible is full of statements like, don't be afraid, fear not. But it's not simply a case of not being afraid. We have to replace that fear with something else. And that thing we have to replace it with is faith. The substance of faith. You see, and if we Christians don't understand that, and when things go wrong, and we are unable to tap into the resources of heaven, the next reaction is, we blame God. We blame God. Now, it wasn't God that did these things to us. We've got to understand that. God is a good God. We have a responsibility to fight off bad things in our lives. And the weapon of our warfare is faith, real faith. Not just hoping and praying, but really believing. Now, that's all good and well. And many people might say, well, such a lot of bad things have happened to me, so obviously I don't have any faith etc. There's more to it than that. The next thing we have to grasp, and this is critically, critically important, faith grows. Faith grows. We've got to, got to understand that you and I have a responsibility to develop the faith that we have. It's not good enough just to say, oh, well, I don't have faith. It's a good place to start when we realize that. The moment we understand that we are responsible, it stops us from being hoodwinked into blaming God. But you see, right there we have to take responsibility. And that responsibility can be crushing, especially if some tragedy has happened in our lives and now we are faced with the need to accept responsibility. That's very difficult for many people. But you see, God doesn't want us to live a life wishing, oh my soul, I wish I'd done that. We've got to take the bull by the horns and very often realize something. We may have lost a battle in the past, but that doesn't mean we've lost the war. It's not God's will that we sit around moping and wailing and bemoaning the fact that we've failed that's not God. That's the devil. What we need to do is brush ourselves off, get the necessary information, and get to work. The attitude to have is, 
That might have happened in the past, but it doesn't have to happen again. And you see, if we do not understand faith, what has been placed in our heart now is fear. And that's why we are setting ourselves up for tragedies to happen again and again and again. God wants to turn the cycle. Now, we've got to grasp this, that faith grows. We read in Romans there, So then, faith grows by hearing. That word, which is translated as comes, can also be translated as grows. Faith grows. And we note there that it grows by what? When we hear, and specifically when we hear the word of God. One of the greatest lessons to know and to learn as Christians is that our faith will only grow when our spirit man is exposed to the word of God. That word of God, unadulterated word of God, is the food that our spirit man must have. Our spirit man must have that if we hope to develop our faith. Your spirit man will not be developed as far as faith is concerned if you are hearing weak words of what God should be doing, could possibly do, might do, sometimes won't do, sometimes allows, etc., etc. Your faith won't grow. Believe it or not, when we hear messages like that, we are actually poisoning our system. It's like taking food, but that food poisons us. We need to hear the truth, which is what God thinks. We need to be able to discern the will of the living God. That only comes by hearing His Word. Now, obviously, the primary source of His Word is the Bible, the written Word of God. And to develop our faith, it's important to approach the Bible in the right way. There are, in a sense, two ways in which the Word of God feeds our spirit man. The first way, these two are interconnected, as I'll explain. The first way is simply hearing and listening to the Word of God, reading the Bible. You see, God speaks to us through his word. That's the primary way that he speaks to us. And the value of the word, if we receive it correctly, if we receive it without compromise, if we receive it at face value, as we do that, and as we allow it to affect us, what happens is it changes our minds. It starts the process of changing our thinking, renewing the mind, as the Bible says. But please note, this renewing of the mind takes place at two levels. You and I have a subconscious mind, and if I can call it this, an operational mind. Very often, if a person is involved with sales, they will understand this very well. You can have explained 
a product to a potential client and at every stage of the presentation they've been all years they've said yes 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 that's the outward mindset and you might be fooled into thinking oh well the sale is in the bag however when it comes to that critical moment of committing resources of signing the document as they so very often say when for example you're trying to sell insurance I'll think about it I'll think about it translated into simple english you see what you've been saying about how the family's security can be assured the children will not go hungry uneducated the wife will still be able to clothe herself and get her nails done every 5 minutes and her hair done every 10 minutes all these wonderful things and the client is actually thinking you know what there's a new model bmw come onto the market these premiums would actually cover a large portion of the installment do you understand thinking at two levels brothers and sisters we've been trained to think on the world level all our lives but you see that thinking has penetrated deep down into the way we deeply think the spirit of our mind the bible describes it the spirit of our mind how we actually think and it all comes to the fore in a critical situation where there's a crisis where there's sickness or disease or some form of attack how we behave then will tell us exactly what's deep down in our heart but you see as we expose ourselves to the word of god continually that deep seated thinking pattern needs to change the truth of the matter is that if that doesn't change our minds will get in the way of god performing a miracle our mind will get in the way you see the bible says in romans later on romans 12 that we must be renewed in our minds so that we can understand the will of god the good acceptable and perfect will of god you see unless our mind is renewed we cannot perceive it we cannot grasp it the thoughts of god will be foolishness for the unsaved person the thought that a prayer will heal them is ludicrous ridiculous mouthing words to an unseen being that might be not be there it's meaningless for that reason many of them are not interested you see and that is our thinking when we start off it doesn't make sense to pray to something that isn't there but as our faith grows and this is my point as we continually expose ourselves to the word on an ongoing basis not a snack here a snack there at least substantial meals every day of the word of god our thinking will not change we'll be christians living on this earth but belonging to another kingdom and we'll be very frustrated god will not seem to be real So you see it's very important and the process is a gradual one you know i cannot renew our minds overnight 
if you've been eating the wrong food and your body is struggling because of it, don't think that one healthy meal is going to change the whole situation. Not at all. What's got to happen? This is not a diet. It's a lifestyle. A lifestyle of healthy eating produces results. A lifestyle of healthy exposure to the Word of God will produce a healthy life, spiritual life. And you see, if we get our spiritual life right, the rest is sure to follow. So you see, we've got to grasp this, that for us to see God operating in our lives, we've got to take care of our faith. The Bible describes it as your most holy faith, more precious than gold. It's not an add-on extra. It's not something that it would be nice to have. If we have that attitude, it won't happen. It's not something that's nice to have. It's something that we must have. It's critically, critically important. Faith to you all my spirit is strength to you and my flesh and blood. Faith to our spirit man is energy. Spiritual energy. Power. In the same way as a healthy body means strength to live life. So we've got to grasp that our faith is in a constant process of growing. As I've said, we must realize we must have it it's critically important, and we must pay the price by listening to the Word. But it doesn't stop there, you see, because the Word says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. There is another kind of hearing which helps you and I to boost our faith. You see, it's not just exposing our mind to the Word of God, although as you and I expose ourselves to the Word of God, there is automatically a spiritual transfer of spiritual energy. Any reading of the Word of God will enact that transfer of spiritual energy into our spirit man, spiritual strength, meat for the spirit. But you see, there's another way in which God's Word, and you see, this has to do with His spoken Word. His spoken day-to-day word. Some commentators would describe it as the difference between Logos word and Rhema word. And there's truth in that. But you see, the Lord said, my sheep hear my voice. We're not talking about what God has said over the years and centuries. We're talking about what he is saying to us here and now. Now please, what God is saying to us here and now will not contradict that which he has already said. It will always dovetail with the spirit and the letter of his word. We've got to grasp that. And for that reason, renewing our minds will help us to hear him speak to us. But please note that life is, as we all realize, a complicated matter. Very often the decisions you and I have to make are not simply a case of right or wrong. And you see, as we seek for guidance from God, as we've said many times before, 
we must have that relationship with him whereby we've trained ourselves to hear his voice. Now, the point we need to make here is that when we learn to hear his voice and we hear it in a specific situation, in that situation, we can expect an impartation of faith for the desired outcome. That is what happened in Acts 14, 8 to 10. Paul observes this man, this cripple in Lystra, obviously on the side of the road, begging his whole life. That's all he knows. But Paul has a rhema from God that this man has got the faith to be healed. Can we see that? Because he heard that, he was able to launch out in that and impart incredible faith into the situation and see a dramatic result. The man wasn't partially healed. He didn't stagger up and start to stumble along and gradually get his ability to walk back. Oh no, he started to leap. That is a dramatic miracle. But what imparted what we could possibly call a gift of faith for that moment? Paul's ability to perceive, you see, hear the voice of God. He had probably passed that man on numerous occasions. But you see, he had learned something. Just because somebody is crippled doesn't mean that God doesn't want to heal them. What's he got to look for? Just like the Lord did. The necessary faith in the situation for that miracle to take place. Now, the connection between hearing God's word and operating in a gift of faith like that is this. If you and I are not developing our day-to-day faith, we won't understand it. We won't know when it's there and when it isn't there. We won't be able to work with it, you see. And if we are doing that and developing our own faith for our own lives on an ongoing basis, we'll have a working knowledge of faith and when the occasion comes, we'll be able, or better able, to discern it. I suppose you could make the analogy of a financial investor, stock market investor, someone who spends his days studying the markets, getting a feel for it. A person in that position will be better equipped to discern when a surge is coming, you see, and to take advantage of it. It's a weak analogy, but it's along those lines. You see, if we are not working with faith, we don't understand it. If it comes along in the form of a mighty gift, we won't even notice it. It'll pass us completely by. This is an ongoing process. Very important. Once again, this is lifestyle. The lifestyle of faith will open the door for you and I to operate in the miraculous when opportunity presents itself. The third thing I need to just add in this whole discussion with regard to faith is this. We'll notice in this Acts passage that Paul observed that this man had sufficient faith to be healed. 
sufficient faith to be healed. Notice specifically to be healed. Not to be blessed financially, not to be healed emotionally, and all these things, but specifically to be healed. The point we Christians need to grasp is this, that faith, although it's the same substance, has different applications. And we need to learn how to operate faith in the different applications. If we do not, we expose ourselves to the enemy's strategy of kicking us where we are weakest. For example, somebody might have tremendous faith for their salvation, the eternal salvation. They might have had terrible challenges in life in many, many ways, and yet they still faithfully trusting God and believing for that eternal salvation at the end of the road. It takes great faith, and it's commendable. However, that same person might not have been taught, might not have developed or understood the need for faith to be healed. And you see, if that area of their lives is lacking, the devil will probably not waste any time trying to tempt them to give up God. What he will do is enjoy kicking them around in the health department. They might be saved, but they'll lead a miserable life. And because of that, their testimony will be unfortunately damaged. The other side of the coin is, or another area might be finance. Very often, evangelists are used powerfully in the healing ministry, to understand healing, and yet they struggle financially. And it's not because they're not doing anything right. Obviously, the enemy of our souls does not want them preaching the gospel, getting people saved, healing them. If they are not strong in the area of financial resources, faith for God's provision, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If they have been deceived into thinking that God doesn't want them to have anything or to be prosperous, their ministry is affected. What we've got to learn is that God wants us to be strong in every area. And you see, how do we develop faith for a certain area? Well, you see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we want our faith to develop for healing, what part of his word must we resort to? Obviously, the healing scriptures, of which there are many. If we want health in our lives and enough health to share with others, we need to feed our spirit with the word that deals with healing. Same for finances. If we want to be blessed financially and we want to do it by faith, not by crookery or thievery, what have we got to do? Develop our faith in that area with all the wonderful scriptures on God's promises of prosperity. God delights 
in the prosperity of his servants. Can you see? We've got to work on that. That area has got to be strong. When it comes to relating to people, you and I can have the most wonderful healing ministry, but if we cannot relate to people one-on-one, -on -one, especially in the home, there's an avenue for the enemy to destroy us. Once again, what do we need? The scriptures that deal with relationships, all the wonderful scriptures on love, forgiveness, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, all these wonderful things designed by God to help us to overcome difficulties we might have in relating to people. Our faith in relationships, for relationships, needs to be just as strong as our faith for healing, etc. The list can go on, but we haven't got time for it. The point is that you and I are called to develop our faith. The stronger our faith, the more effective we will be for God on this earth. And don't think that it stops. Do you know that once we go to heaven, heaven works on the basis of faith. And believe it or not, if our faith has been lacking here, which is the case for all of us, in heaven we're going to spend an eternity developing it. Fortunately, of course, there's no opposition there, so it'll be a lot easier. I trust that you have been blessed with this word. Please ponder it. Check it out with the word of God. And let us all grow for the sake of the kingdom. In Yeshua's mighty name.